Welcome to the Everything Works Out For Us podcast. My name is Marina, and I'm so happy that you're here to join me on this journey of embracing a growth mindset that's grounded in gratitude and self-awareness. I'm an REBT mindset life coach, actor, singer, content creator, and the bigger sister that you always wanted. And I'm ready to start turning our mental and emotional roadblocks into roadmaps. In each episode, I holistically utilize psychology, spirituality, and my own personal experiences to strive to empower you to step into your power and deeply connect to both your inner knowing and the world around you. Let's grow together. Hi, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the pod. I think there's some crazy shit in the air happening astrologically lately. Venus is in retrograde, right? I'm I'm feeling a lot of weird energy and honestly, I wish I knew more about astrology. Like if you know of any astrology podcasters that would want to collab with me, please hit me up because I think it's so interesting and I'd love to dive deeper into what's going on in the space. <laughs> I believe I believe Venus mostly affects your love life, right? But Honestly, right now, that's not even what I'm planning on focusing on this week anyway. Okay, I'm scatterbrained, if you can't tell. Energy, weird, vibes, not necessarily off, but just crazy vibes. Okay, (laughs) okay, focus Marina. This week, I feel called to chat about how we can protect our own energy because lately... I have been finding myself getting sucked into other people's negativity and being deeply affected by the energy that they're bringing to the table when it's not the energy that I start my day off with or want to carry around with me. And as highly sensitive people or empaths, it can be even more difficult to separate your own energy from the outside worlds and I'm sure a lot of you who listen to this pod feel that way too, so I want to discuss not only how we can protect our own energy, but how we can cleanse our energy too when we feel it's being drained by outside sources. And as this is a podcast about both spirituality and psychology, don't worry skeptics, I have some good scientific facts in here to back up the energy cleansing properties of things like crystals and sage, all stuff I'm going to be talking about. I'm all for the woo-woo stuff, but we stay grounded as well here on the Everything Works Out For Us pod. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. So what does protecting your energy mean and why is it important? Well, as humans with our little human brains, research suggests that we only have a finite amount of energy to expend in a day. And when that energy gets bogged down by unwanted outside sources, we have less of it to use on our own focus and our own decisions to make. Obviously, we want to preserve our mental resources for the things that actually matter to us, and it's frustrating to feel our resources being drained by external sources. Some energy vampires are more in our control than others, but I want to discuss them all and how we can set better boundaries to make sure that our energy stays protected. In other words, protecting our energy means 
staying accountable for who and what we allow in our energy fields and being self-aware about who and what fills our cup and what drains it. With the goal then to eliminate the sources that we know drain our energy. And I use the term energy vampires, which sounds kind of spooky, but I feel like it's so fitting. And it is a real psychological term that's typically used to define people whose characteristics tend to map cluster B personality disorders, such as antisocial, borderline, and narcissistic personality disorder. An energy vampire is a term for a person who drains your emotional energy and takes advantage of your willingness to listen and care for them without giving you anything in return. This is obviously a very toxic relationship to be in, and energy vampires can be anyone from friends to co-workers to partners to family members to bosses, essentially anyone who you have any kind of established relationship with, who has any kind of control over your emotions in any way whatsoever. Some behaviors that energy vampires might exhibit are always trying to one-up you, trying to intimidate you, trying to guilt trip you, acting like a martyr, always bullying or criticizing you, always involved in some kind of drama, and they tend to elicit codependent qualities. I have dealt with a few of these people in my life, as I'm sure that most of you have, and to be transparent, I am dealing with one right now, which is kind of what inspired this episode, and when I rediscovered this word, it was almost like a weight felt lifted off my shoulders because I was like, oh man, there is a term for why I am feeling so drained right now, and it's because of this person. So now I know herein lies the work of setting better boundaries surrounding this relationship because protecting my energy is important to me. Like I said, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Once you've become aware that this person is sucking out your energy, it's time to start building your wall. Also, do some honest questioning whether this is a relationship that you have to have in your life or is it something that you can remove yourself from completely. For me, personally, the latter is not an option, so that's why boundaries are important. But anyway, I realize that I cannot control this person's behaviors. I can only control how I'm affected by them. And some boundaries you can set if it's unavoidable that this person is in your life are things like limiting the time you spend around them at the very least, stop making plans with them, stop initiating conversations with them, and stop allowing yourself to be vulnerable around them. Your vulnerability, sensitivity, and generosity are gifts that only deserving people should be blessed with. And anyone who takes advantage of your kindness or your openness needs to be closed off from your energy field as soon as this starts happening because unfortunately these people will take and take and take and take until you have nothing left and that's what we're trying to avoid. It's also important to readjust your expectations around these people once you realize that they suck out your energy. Know what they are capable of giving or lack thereof and don't expect anything more. Even anticipating them coming at you with negativity, complaints, 
manipulation, etc., will help you protect your own energy because you'll be more prepared to deflect it and reject it. With these walls that you're building, keep your emotions guarded as well. Again, I'm an emotional person and I, I understand that this can be very difficult, but energy vampires will feed off of the most sensitive, invested people. And that freaking sucks because you just want to be genuine and authentic, right? But you also have to take care of yourself and you have to protect yourself. These emotional vampires sense your body language, your positive energy, your confidence, your large emotional inner life, and they will try to bring you down. But they can only do that if you engage with them. So vague excuses as to why you can't hang out or short-term responses to text and whatever are fine. You don't have to be rude, just a matter of fact. In situations like these, you have to put yourself first. I know it is difficult as compassionate people to give less than you're used to or to maybe not treat others as you would want to be treated, but big reminder here, they are not treating you how you deserve to be treated. Energy vampires don't care where they have to suck their energy from, and that's a thing. Whereas we care about the people that we have relationships with, we care about the well-being of others and our relationships, and we understand that our relationships are about give and take. A relationship with an energy vampire is, for them, just about taking, 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 taking. And once they realize that they cannot take from you any longer, they will go and find somewhere else to take from. Also, I apologize if you hear this dripping noise. Um, I've tried to wait for it to calm down. It's like 95 degrees here and the people that live above me turned on their AC unit and it's dripping on mine. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to summer in the city. Anyway, as I mentioned before, this energy vampire situation is a situation that I am currently dealing with in my life and I'm not going to lie. It's difficult for me and it's difficult to establish boundaries and I, I'll i feel my energy being drained around this person and then get frustrated with myself for allowing it to happen because I, I know what's happening and it still feels very hard for me to control. You know, I, I still find it very hard to kind of block myself off because I naturally am open and it's hard for me to shut people out but I'm sick of my energy being drained all this time so I, I have to remind myself it's not my fault but it is my problem so my solution has to be to start enacting the strategies that I've been talking about but yeah my point being that I do want to share that while self-awareness of a situation is the first step it still takes work to protect yourself like I'm going through it y'all and I know I still need to be patient with myself when I feel myself being drained of energy and upset because I know why like I know what's going on if you're an empath and a people pleaser woo <laughs> killer duo it's even harder because you want to see the best in people you want to take care of them and still win them over 
when you can feel them retreating or not caring. But huge red flag. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. Sirens. Red alert, red alert. This is big, major manipulation on their part. And you deserve so much better. I'm going to make a whole separate episode on people pleasing, but yeah, energy vampires know exactly what they're doing and know exactly how to get what they want out of sensitive people like you. So the only way that you can protect your energy is to literally not give them access to your emotions or to your kindness. It's your responsibility to reserve it for yourselves and your loved ones who match your energy. And I also want to give... A gentle yet firm reminder that you expending your energy is not a currency for love, validation, or approval. You should never have to drain your cup empty in order to earn someone's love. That is not healthy. If you're struggling still with how to move forward in a relationship with an energy vampire, ask yourself, what path feels most like love to me? The best energy protector is love. Walking away from negativity is choosing love. Sit with that sentence for a while. This doesn't have to be just in regards to energy vampires either. A lot of the time when I'm torn between two choices per se... I will find stillness, I will sit with myself, breathe deeply, and put my hand on my heart. I'll ask myself that question and allow my body to react. It's a great practice to get more in tune with your body and in touch with your intuition. And then by doing this, you're giving yourself the space to really sit with your own energy too and let your intuition kind of guide the way. All right, moving on from energy vampires, there are other things that can drain our energy as well, obviously. Things like social media, notifications always popping up at us, cluttered spaces, gossip, extremely stimulating places with large crowds or loud noises or flashing bright lights, etc., If you're introverted, constantly being surrounded by lots of people can drain your energy, whereas if you're extroverted, constantly being alone with no interactions can drain your energy. With things like these, everyone is affected differently, so it's up to you as an individual to discover how you feel in different scenarios and what fills your cup versus what drains it more than, you know, just a regular day. So if you are feeling low energy or you feel yourself sitting in a negative energy and you want to change that, here are some practices I am currently using to clear it out and start fresh. Let's chat about water cleansing. It may seem quite obvious, but for centuries, various cultures and religions have been using water to cleanse. Water not only physically cleanses our bodies, duh, but it has energetic healing and cleansing properties as well. If you're near a body of water in nature, you can absolutely use it to cleanse you, but honestly, I just usually cleanse my energy in the shower. So when I'm in the shower and I know I'm in need of an energy cleanse, I'll go into a bit of a meditation mode. You know, it's easy to just go in the shower, go on autopilot, but you can really use showers to or baths, I guess, but for me it's showers to your advantage. 
so when I'm in the shower um, and I'm in this meditation mode, I'm more mindful about the water rushing down my body and I'll visualize all the toxic, icky energy being, I don't know, excreted from my pores. It's kind of a gross word, but, but I'll just visualize all this negative energy being washed away as the water pours down and goes into the drain. I imagine the water literally flushing out all of the negative energy with it and I'll affirm it as well and I'll actively focus on finding the tension in my body and then letting the water release it and then when my shower is done I'll breathe deeper and I'll give gratitude for this new fresh energy that I've been rejuvenated with and allow myself to feel lighter now that I've washed all that yucky energy off it's gone and I'm clean again. My body is clean and my energy is clean. Additionally, let's chat about crystals. So this is something I love talking about. It's really exciting to me. I'm kind of just getting into it now on this healing journey that I'm on. Um, but I'm really getting into crystals lately as a means of protecting my energy and giving me guidance and support throughout my day. And if you have a spiritual or crystal shop near you, I highly recommend going in. There are so many options to choose from and usually I just browse around and I allow my intuition to pull me towards the crystals and gemstones that I sense I need the most. And a lot of the times in these shops, they will have descriptions listed along with the crystals so you can also read those and and feel which ones kind of draw you in almost like harry potter like let the wand choose you so let the crystal choose you whatever is speaking to you and your intuition and your energy um but in terms of crystals with specific healing properties you can start off by considering getting quartz jasper amethyst hematite obsidian onyx onyx i think it's pronounced i don't know uh black tourmaline and shungite to name a few many apologies if i mispronounced any of those um not a pro but i know that lots of people may think that using these crystals and stones may be a placebo effect and that may be true but even if that is the case we should never be doubting the power of the mind. Spirituality is so much what you make of it. It's finding the meanings in the unknown and finding comfort in the intangible and ethereal. And it's surrendering to faith and trust that a higher power is guiding and protecting us. So yes, crystals do give me a great comfort regardless of if we can quote unquote prove that they are 100% scientifically effective. But that being said, for all you skeptics out there, I want to quote Sonali Saujani, a crystal master healer. She said that crystals are made up of different elements or compounds, which our bodies react to in different ways. Crystals are minerals that hold energy and as we as humans are made up of energy, we can exchange energy with the crystal when we work with it. Quartz can act as a flint to start a fire or generate electricity. If a crystal can contain electric charge, I'm sure it can do so much more. They balance out electric currents and keep equipment from exploding. 
in the same way, when it comes to crystals in our body, all they're doing is balancing out the frequency of the electromagnetic currents in our body. So that's why this podcast is rooted in both psychology, aka science, in a way, and spirituality. There is a duality in life, and both can be true at the same time. So I'm going to link the article from Healthline from which I got that quote in my show notes. And it also lists a bunch of crystals and their healing properties if you're interested in learning more specifics there. One last suggestion I have for energy cleansing is using sage. Much like water, burning sage has been used for centuries in various cultures and religions, and like crystals, there are not only spiritual qualities to it, but scientific qualities to back up its energy healing properties as well. When sage is burned, it releases negative ions, which helps put people in a good mood, and positive ions can build up in tense and stressful environments, which in turn start blocking our electromagnetic fields. And when our electromagnetic fields are blocked, we start feeling the side effects like being sluggish, drained, in a bad mood. So the negative ions in the sage neutralize the positive ones and cleanse our energy fields. Also, studies have shown that burning sage can clear up to 94% of bacteria out of the air. So this in itself not only physically cleanses our space, but cleanses our energy as well. Because the act of burning sage can be somewhat ritualistic or meditative, this is a great practice obviously to cleanse our energy anything that puts us in a meditative state or allows us to set an intention to release and let go will aid us in cleansing our energy i i, I just want to say my beautiful friend emily shout out gave me sage to cleanse my space when i was going through a very dark time and whether the cleanse is scientific or spiritual or a little bit of both I didn't care. I don't care. Again, it's what it means for you, right? You're cleansing the energy of your space for your own healing. And it's about setting the intention and letting the water or the crystals or the sage do the rest. There is definitely an act of surrender involved. So my loves, if you're feeling drained lately, keep your crystals near. Take your showers to your advantage instead of just going through the motions. Grab some sage and work on setting some firmer boundaries with the things in your life that may drain you, such as the dreaded energy vampires or falling into these negativity, self-hatred spirals because of spending too much time on social media, etc., Stay true to yourself by honoring when you feel drained and knowing when it's time for you to recharge, step away, do what you need to do. As I always say, you cannot pour into others if your cup is empty. So fill your cups. <laughs> Cleanse your energy. Thank you so much for listening. I adore you all. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next week.